Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. continue talking about redemptive suffering, but uh, with a particular facet of redemptive suffering, and that would be that would be fasting. And why I think that the the Western Rite, the Latin Rite of the Catholic Church, and really Western Christianity in general, uh, many Protestants uh, as well, need to revive the practice of fasting and and abstinence so i'm going to speak mainly from you know what i know is going on in the latin rite of the catholic church we currently on the books all that is required is for uh, a catholic to not eat meat on Fridays during Lent. And I believe it's also on Fridays during Lent you need to uh, do some sort of fasting, which would be uh, the uh, one regular-sized meal and then two small meals that are uh, the equivalent of a normal-sized meal. Okay? That's pretty minimal. Now, I'm not saying that the Western Rite of the Catholic Church needs to create more uh, legal, uh, more, more laws within canon law that require people to do certain types of fasting. I'm not saying that. Because I think, I think in a large way, that is the reason why we're in the current situation we are, with not only, you know, not many laws upon fasting, but even more egregiously is the lack of practice of, of fasting and of, of abstinence. So, um, we need to recover not the laws regarding fasting, not, not a revision to canon law, but the practice, okay? This needs to be talked about from the pulpits. Priests need to um, exhort their parishioners to practice fasting and abstinence, and not just during Lent, but also during Advent, um, and potentially at other times as well. We need to come back to the practice of, um, of fasting and abstinence on Fridays, on every Friday of the year. And, and technically, within the Western Rite of the Catholic Church, this is still on the books, um, at least as regards abstinence. Uh, one needs to make at least some sort of sacrifice that either equals or is greater to the sacrifice of not eating meat on Fridays. So, so really, uh, you know, even in the U.S., where the USCCB has given a 
permission for Catholics to to do some other sacrifice besides not eating meat on Fridays. Okay, and th- and that's a fine thing, but Catholics aren't doing it. Is the problem? People, most people don't even know that that is still something that's observed. That every Friday of the year, Catholics need to make some sort of a sacrifice that either equals or is greater than the sacrifice of giving up meat. When I was in the religious life, we practiced this. Uh, we would not eat meat on any Friday of the year, except for um, when it's there's a feast day, a, a solemnity, or if it's during an octave. Okay, and 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 this is the deal. It's not just recovering fasting; it's recovering feasting as well. It's it's recovering the living of a liturgical life, the living of the liturgical calendar. How wonderful it is if I fast. I don't eat meat every Friday. Um, I fast intermittently throughout the year, even uh, depending just depending upon my own spiritual life. Fasting for various things, abstaining from various things, and for various things. Okay, but then on the flip side, because I'm making those sacrifices throughout the year, it makes the days of feasting so much greater. We also need to revi- uh, revitalize the practice of the octave, the eight days after certain solemnities which are extensions of that solemnity. So the octave of Christmas, the octave of Easter, the octave of Pentecost. Um, If you have, if maybe your family or you, if you have a particular devotion to a certain saint, there could be an octave after that saint's feast day. Now, you don't want to take that too far or else, you know, every day becomes a feast day, right? So so take this with with prudence. but then before those main feast days, right, those solemnities and those octaves, there should, there should be a time of fasting. We should get back into the practice of not just Lent um, and giving something up for Lent, maybe chocolate or whatever. That's like the, the classic, classic thing that people will give up, right, for sweets. Um, not just abstaining from something, but also fasting during Lent, also not eating meat on Fridays. Uh, during Lent, in addition to those other those other things that you take on, right? But then also before other feasts and solemnities. So before Pentecost, maybe doing some fasting before that octave and, and the feast. During Advent, fasting and abstaining from certain things during Advent. And I have to confess, like, after I left the religious life, I, I kind of, I had gotten so used to that being a part of religious life, I kind of forgot that it was something that Catholics should do, particularly like every Friday. Um, now, I, I would, I, I knew it was on the books, and I, I would do it, like, kind of begrudgingly, but I didn't do meat, because meat was too hard. So, so I really wasn't following it, right? For me, I, I really enjoy meat. So giving that up on a Friday, especially because my work, uh, every Friday for lunch, they'll bring in catering from some restaurant, right? And so most Fridays, unless a feast day falls on it, um, or an octave, then I'm not eating the meat that they've bought, uh, and usually it's, it's quite good. It smells amazing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big sacrifice. And, um, and fasting and abstinence is part and parcel of this concept of redemptive suffering. If we know that suffering can bring good, especially within Christian context, that it br- can bring supernatural good once we unite ourselves with the cross of Christ, then fasting and abstinence have incredible power, grace, um, even as Catholics, we would say merit, even. Um, 
So, you know, I, I beg people, please, let's try to live a liturgical life. The days of fasting and abstinence and the days of feasting. Let's try to live that balance. Live that balance. All right, thank you. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick, please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like me on Facebook, like the Catholicism Car channel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there, Catholicism Car. Find me. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at, at this podcast and this YouTube channel. And you can also support us on anchor.fm. There's a support button there you click on. I also have links to all this on my website's support page at www.catholicisminthecar.com.